It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. We're going to talk love. We're going to have your relationship questions. But first, I want to give you the answer of this poll I put on my Instagram for you to answer. The question I put on my Instagram at Rendezvous Radio was, is your partner supportive of you? 61% of you said yes, 39% said no. I feel this number is low. I mean, you know, supporting your partner is an expression of love. So the fact that almost 40% of the answers are not really, that's disappointing. You know, let me give you the first tip of this show. Caring is loving. So being supportive is an expression of love. Any other questions about your relationship? Call me, 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, just call me now, 855-905-8255. Brandy, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Brandy. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? So um, I have a question. So my um, my fiance and I we are we're planning our wedding, um, uh-huh. and uh, we kind of wanted to do a small ceremony. We don't really want a lot of people, but both of our families, my family and his, they really want this big, kind of extravagant, dramatic thing. So do you think we like should we appease our family and do the big thing, or can do you think we can get away with something smaller? So before I answer, uh, I got two questions. A, who, if you went with your both families' desire, who will pay for the big wedding? Uh, well, I mean, we would get some financial help, but I think a lot of the cost would be on us. <laughs> okay. And, and second of all, um, when you talk big wedding, how big do they think it is going to be? Well, I mean, for us, we wanted to do it like, you know, just our closest friends and our small, like the closest family. Sure. But they wanted that, like a cousin's cousin of a cousin, you know, that sort of thing. And that's just a lot of people that I don't really know. Uh-huh. And it seems like it's not worth it. Okay, your husband, uh, soon to be husband, is he your fiance? Is he on board with you? Is he hesitating? Where? What's what's his stand on this? Uh, he's with me i think more or less i mean he does want to please his family because you know that family is a really big thing to them but um i think he really is taking my side on things and he's like i would just rather keep it small because he has anxiety so i think more people just give him more anxiety <laughs> i know we don't want anxiety mixing with the celebration <laughs> that's not a good no. thing <laughs> i know exactly all right well listen um it is your wedding. It's not their wedding. It is the biggest day of your life as an adult, uh, unless you become parents later on. So I think romantically, this is the biggest day of your life. You should be entitled to go small if you want to go small. It's not about your families. It's about both of you, really, and only that. The rest is is nice and kind and, and traditional. But I think a wedding really is about you and your fiancé. And that's only who should matter, really. After that, so I would, I would compromise. I would do a medium size. So if you want to find some peace around the house and avoid anxiety, I would, instead of having a huge wedding, a big wedding, I would divide by two the number of people. And I would say to your parents and his parents, listen, we want super small, you want big, let's compromise in the middle. And that's as much as we are willing to spend and to organize. Compromise should work. Thank you. All right. Good luck to you. Congrats. And call me if you have any other questions. Have a good night. Awesome. Thank you. What's the right way to use a good compromise in a relationship? That's coming up next. Have you ever been in a relationship and you had to compromise? First of all, what does that mean to compromise? So the definition is to settle dispute by mutual 
concession. That's the definition you can find on compromise. I'm a huge fan of this compromise. Compromise can avoid war, literally. Compromise can avoid hate. Compromise can avoid fights. Compromise is to do one step towards your partner. Have you ever been in a situation like this? You think you're right, he thinks he's right, and at the end you say, what can we do? Compromise. It's not an ugly word. It's probably one of the most beautiful words for relationships, compromise. Let me share a story where I first learned way back when that I had to compromise with a girlfriend of mine. That's next. Do you remember the first time in your love life where you had to compromise with a partner? Mine, a long, long time ago, was my sweet first girlfriend, Christabel. She had a thing for this old, old black and white movies, and at the time, I really didn't have a feel for them. So I told her, let's go see this movie. No, 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 Simon, I would like to see a black and white movie and all of that. And, you know, then she got really upset. I got upset. And you know who gave me that advice? My dad. He said, Simon, you can't always go your way. You have to compromise. You should go half the time to those black and white movies she wants to see. And then she comes half the time to the movies you want to see. That's a good compromise. My wise father was right. We had no more fights after that, and it was lovely. So I've learned this. Even if I feel uncomfortable, sometimes we chat half the way of the road. It's wonderful and creates such a lovely relationship after that. There's never enough compromise in a relationship. You call the next 855-905-8255. Call me. Melissa, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Welcome to the rendezvous, Melissa. How can I help you? What is going on tonight? Um, I have this man that uh, I've been in love with for about 10 years, and um, we even engaged for a time, um, but we split up because our work took us to different cities. He didn't want to have kids, so there was a lot of differences with us. Um, but no matter how many different relationships he has or I have, we just stay friends, we stay connected, and we always end up being together, but then not together. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just wondering if... We should stay friends or if I should just cut it off entirely. It's just so hard because we do love each other. I understand. But it's a friend with benefit situation. Yeah. Okay. But we do. It's so much deeper than that. I, I understand. But let's call it what it is. There is the friendship and then there's the friendship with mm -hmm. benefits where there is intimacy. Um, look at your intuition. How much are you willing to invest in this relationship? Uh, well, I've moved to different cities for him, and I can't okay. do that anymore. And it never works? And, yes. Okay. Do you think this could be called a toxic relationship? Oh, I was afraid of that. But is it? I mean, I still love him. I don't know how to get over him. That's the problem. So I'm going to compare this to an addiction and follow me. Okay. People who want high, uh, who have addiction, look for alcohol, for drugs, cocaine, heroin, and all that, right? Uh, they, it never works for them because at the end there's always the low, but they can't do without. When you talked about this relationship that you always need, but it never works, and you always end up in the low, right? It's similar. Yeah. So, Melissa, if you said to yourself, okay, it hasn't worked... It's toxic. It breaks my heart every single time. It drains my energy. I get the high, the low, but I'm not evolving as a human being. I'm not evolving as a woman. I'm not. I'm repeating the past, this addiction. Mm. Maybe you take it one day at a time, Melissa. Maybe you just say, you know what, today I'm not going to call him or text him. And then you try again tomorrow. And then you try again the next day. But you don't worry about a week from now. You don't worry about a month from now. You just worry about today. Stay away. 
from a toxic man who at the end breaks your heart every single time. Yeah. So... It's a really, really good point. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I totally understand. We all have our addictions and we can only fight them one day at a time. Okay, thank you so much, Simon. That was really great. Well, I, I hope we can celebrate the first victory tomorrow night. Don't hesitate to call me if you stay, you know, off of the, the communication with him. One day. It's already a victory. One day. One day. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Good luck to you. Be strong and call me thank if you need any, any more advice. Have a good night. Okay. You too. Houston, we have a problem on my social media. Somebody caught their boyfriend messaging girls on Instagram. And that's not all. So listen up. That's coming up next. If you have a question but you can't dial in, don't hesitate to email it to me at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what's this email about? All right, so this email comes from Olivia that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Olivia. I went away for the weekend and I caught my boyfriend messaging girls on Instagram asking if he could buy ooh-la-la pictures of them. Mm. I confronted him and he said that he was just bored while I was away. He apologized and even displayed his Instagram and he says he wants to prove he could change. Should I give him another chance? Basically, you caught your boyfriend checking on Instagram or try to buy ooh-la-la pictures from other girls because he's bored stiff while you're gone. Should you give him another chance? We'll talk about that next. Just think you go away for a weekend and you find out your boyfriend was messaging girls on Instagram and asking them if he could buy ooh-la-la pictures of them. And then he says, you know, I was bored stiff. I'm so sorry. I need a second chance. Would you give him a second chance so he can show you that he changed? I believe that before to think second chance, you need to give him the distance, meaning he did something really wrong. It's not normal when you have a girlfriend, actually for anyone, to really be on Instagram messaging, you know, girls to try to buy ooh-la-la pictures from them. That's not normal. So he probably needs to go to therapy. But you can't just say, oh, it's okay. I'm going to give you a second chance. No. He needs to prove he still loves you and he has it together. So give him the distance, no ooh nothing, and let's see if he brings back the romance. And then little by little, he can, you know, get your trust back, but not right now and not just because he asked for a second chance. You have to earn second chances. It's not given just like that. So that's my answer to you. Any questions? 855-905-8255. Call me. You have a question for me? Just call me now. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Tori. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I am good. Welcome to the rendezvous. Tori, how can I help you tonight? What is up? Well, my boyfriend and I are getting ready to move in together, and he's a wonderful, wonderful man. Unfortunately, he's also incredibly messy, and I just don't know how to handle that. When you say incredibly messy, I mean, I'm a guy, I just need to know exactly, like, what are we talking about when it comes to messy? Oh, dishes are always piled up in the sink. Not just breakfast dishes, but breakfast, lunch, dinner. The dishes are always piled in the sink, clothes all over the floor. He doesn't even, when he takes his clothes off after work or working out, he just throws them on the floor. He never makes his bed. I see. Now, let's talk about all the things he does, good things. So let's put a, a balance on this. Oh, he's, a, he's wonderful. He's a hard worker. He's very caring. He's great with his family. He treats my family wonderfully. 
um, he's the best guy I could ever hope for. Okay, that's cool. So here's here's a suggestion for you. How about you talk to him after a good meal, like you know when he's in a good mood, and you say, "Listen, I noticed lately that uh, that you are very messy, and you do it with a good sense of humor. You put your clothes everywhere, and then you leave all the dishes in the sink and all of that. But listen, this thing is, you know, I don't see your mom living here." So, uh, since we live together as adults, we have to help each other. So help me out, pick up your clothes, you know, I need you, and tell him, I find it erotic when a man behaves like a man and not like a little boy. Oh, okay. Okay, he'll get the message, trust me. And then, Great. he will, I think, evolve to be more clean, uh, more uh, adult, and uh, he'll understand. And every time he does it again, you remind him, you don't see his mother in the house. He wants to keep the erotic life alive, pick up the clothes, wash the dishes, help you, and then everything is good, okay? Wonderful. Thank you so much. I will try that. I, I'm sure it's going to work. I think so, too. It, it has worked in other cases, so I'm glad I could pass that advice. Thank you so much for your question, and have a good night. You, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Tori. It's interesting because there is always the right way and the wrong way to ask your partner to do something for you in the house. Let's talk about that next. Stay with me. So if you're in a relationship and your partner is either messy or, or clumsy or just obsessional or whatever, and you need your partner to do something for you or to change the way he or she behaves, what's the right way to do that and what's the wrong way? The wrong way is, first of all, to yell at your partner. Never a good idea. Talk softly, right? The other thing, don't say man up or grow up and belittle your partner. That's the wrong way. And most importantly, don't insult, of course, your partner or don't use that as a passive-aggressive move, okay? Those are the mistakes we all make, but now we can do better. What are the right ways to ask your partner to do something for you? Stay with me. That's coming up next. You're in a relationship. You want your partner to do something for you. I told you the wrong ways. Now let me tell you the right way to ask somebody to do something differently. The timing, okay? Every time you have to talk to your partner, make sure they're well-fed and not too tired for the timing. The tone of voice, talk softly, never yell, and talk in a way that's not condescending, right? And finally, I would also say, use your sense of humor. We all need to laugh. And that is a way that I think we can evolve with each other. That's the way I use it anyway. Let's hear now a nice love story. You have one? Call me, 855 905 8255. You know that my joie de vivre, my joy of life, comes a lot from these love stories that I hear every night here on The Rendezvous with you. Uh, June, bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, June. Welcome to The Rendezvous. You said you had a, a wonderful romantic story for me tonight. I want to hear that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to share on one of the most romantic moments of my um, relationship with my husband. Um, uh-huh. So um, I'm a singer, and I was doing one of my shows, and my husband stayed home that night. And when I got home from my show, it was really late, and um, I walked in, and the whole house was done up with candles, and um, we had like a certain playlist of songs that we liked, maybe like 20 different songs that we considered our songs, you know? Mm-hmm. So he had the playlist going, and 
you know, he just grabbed my hand and like whisked me in and spun me around and started dancing really close and, and um, he started singing really bad in my ear. He had a terrible voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to love when he would sing in my ear and, and um, I used to say, sing bad, baby, sing bad. And it was it was such a beautiful moment. It was probably the most romantic moment ever. I like that. This is very sweet and very real. I like that. There's, those moments are priceless, right? It's it, When it happens, we feel it and we'll remember them forever. So thank you so much, June, for sharing that story with us. I, I appreciate it. It's, it's a good story for both of you guys. No problem. Thank you. More Rendezvous next. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. Thank you so much. Merci beaucoup for spending your evening with me. You know, I'll never tell you enough. Thank you. Merci, merci, merci. Makes my life possible. Make this job possible. My team here, fabulous people working with me, preparing the show and, and all the social media side and all of it. Thank you so much on our behalf for being with me every night. It's something, you know, that, that I can tell you I'm very proud of this. I'll finish with this. Have you ever heard my podcast, La Confession? If you haven't, go check it out on our Heart Radio app. There's newest episodes about you or other people calling, they reach out to my producer on my website at The Rendezvous Show and said they have a story to tell, they want to speak to me. Listen up. Those true stories are enlightening. They're sometimes shocking, but they are what's going on and we need to know so we can live better, love better, and have a better, happier life. That's why I invite you to listen to it. And don't hesitate. You have a story? Call in. Have a good night. I'll be back tomorrow. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.